Welcome to the Adventure Mechanics. I'm Chandler. I'm Devin. And I'm Tom. And today we'll be talking about that RTS where you can't control your units, Majesty. It is one of my favorite games of all time. <laughs> right? Oh, I love this game. It is so good. <laughs> it's so good. And I've only watched them both play it with, uh, for some reason, no cursor. So my experience with the game was mostly confusion. <laughs> he was watching the <laughs> Korean version. <laughs> With no subtitles. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> things were just happening, and Tom's like, okay, now now there are, there are glowy, glittery things that are red and green, I, I, I guess, and uh, there's like the same voice line happening over and over and over for some reason. I will say, I've never realized just how critical a cursor is in a Let's Play, but <laughs> like, my god, when you're watching someone with no cursor, particularly an old-school RTS where there's not really a whole lot of context at all to begin with, you lose the plot entirely. <laughs> I mean, I'm just thinking about when you, when, when, when you rhetorical you, watch um, pro StarCraft, and it's just like everything's moving at 5 billion miles an hour, yeah. and uh -huh. I, oh, things are happening. <laughs> Shiny light. It's really exciting, but I wish I knew what was happening. Yeah. Things keep changing on the screen. I don't know why. I don't have context, but things keep changing. <laughs> yeah. That's pretty much Tom's experience with this game. <laughs> so if I'm a little bit, you know, silent on the, the like, input, just know that that's because I don't have a lot. Unless we're talking about art. The art's cool. But anyway, yeah. that's my piece. <laughs> we'll get into the artwork <laughs> later. Uh, but for context, Majesty is a real-time strategy game. Uh, for those who don't aren't familiar with real-time strategies, it's a top-down view where you control a number of units and try and take out or build a, build up your base and then try and take out your opponent's base or achieve a goal of some sort before your base gets destroyed. The one thing that Majesty does differently is you don't have direct control of your units. What that means is you can build where you want. You do have like lower level, what they call henchmen, which will do like basic defense of your castle, build stuff for you, collect your taxes, that sort of thing. But if you want your heroes, the, the real fighting units of this game to do anything you actually have to set out flags to tell them oh yeah this is something i want done and in order to really entice the heroes you kind of have to put money on those flags too like oh i'll spe spend 400 gold for you to go go to this other spot on the map which you do have to do if you don't get certain units but yeah that's kind of the core overlook of most of the game there is a nominal story to it but uh, it's an rts if you're playing rts's for story you're you'll get entertainment out of it but it's not going to be the core of the game or why you're playing it at least that's my two cents on stories and rts's they're nice to have but they're not strictly necessary <laughs> yeah, i mean it's like starcraft yeah. starcraft might have boatloads of story but it's not necessarily directly in like in the game it's more like stuff created outside the game well it, it is in the game but it's in like the campaign as opposed to you know multiplayer where you're just you know going up against an opponent wait there's right. a campaign right. mode in starcraft 
Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I've just been exactly. hitting that uh, multiplayer far too much. But. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's non-critical to most RTSs is the point, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. You can play it without having an ounce of context and and you aren't missing out on a lot. So. Absolutely. Majesty for even more context was a game produced by Cyberlore Studios and released in March of 2000 for Windows and it did have a Mac and Linux release. Interestingly enough, <laughs> after the IP was changed, it also had an Android, iOS, and even a Windows Phone release. Really? Yeah. Huh. Granted, this was like twelve years after the fact, but sure. Yeah. I mean, we are we are today talking about a twenty-year-old game. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Which for us is almost modern, at least lately. <laughs> 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 Ouch. Oh boy. So the. Uh, I couldn't find a whole lot of interviews with the developers directly talking about Majesty. So in lieu of kind of giving the on the ground view of developing Majesty and kind of the challenges there, I'm going to go over the company's history because, oh boy, it is really interesting. So Cyberlore was founded in 1992. They were shuttered in 2005 transforming into believe it or not a software hr tool developer really crazy stuff like training <laughs> but in those years like what 12 13 years they produced only like oh a dozen games or so and half of them were expansions to existing ips like they did right after majesty the mech warrior for black knight and mercenaries expansions what they didn't do mech warrior 4 they did the expansions Wait. to it well really that's interesting yeah. and huh. here's the really interesting part uh, we were talking about starcraft yeah yeah they did the warcraft 2 beyond the dark portal expansion in really? 1996 so they huh. were like kind of a do expansions Weird. to pay the bills sort of place and they still exist today correct i mean not doing games but i couldn't find the mutated companies or what they turned into i couldn't find any like web address for them that like obviously linked to cyber lore but basically they were just bought out and then just half the like most of the people just got kicked out and they got turned into something else but oh. here's Here's the really sad part. Do you know what their last game was? Mm -mm. Just take a wild guess. It wasn't Majesty, was it? No. No, they did uh, four, th uh, two expansions and two games after that. It was the 2004 release of Playboy The Mansion. What? <laughs> what? Yeah. <laughs> Just had to share that with you. Like, Oof. no judgments. Oof. Like, you gotta okay. pay the bills, but... Mm. yeah not that, a, i would never have guessed that in a million years right that, yeah that, would, that was just not on my radar at yeah all, so. no yeah i, I didn't even know that was a thing yeah and it was kind of a not a great end to the company but yeah it's fascinating to me um and because this company was still around 
in the early internet, like when it was becoming like more commonplace, they still have their website up. Cyberlore.com is still a website you can visit. So is so is Majesty's website. It's MajestyQuest.com. It, That's it's, it's really and it's fascinating to look back in time at like old early two thousands websites. <laughs> yeah. They 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 didn't age as well as they could have. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, that's kind of the history of the company. Not, I mean, I would be proud of having a company that developed games for 15 or 13 years. So, yeah, yeah. good on them. Yeah. Like, uh, Absolutely. Like they yeah, get a well, especially well clap, but not a great end to it. Getting yeah. Especially with, like, prestigious games like Majesty and, honestly, even an expansion to uh, Warcraft is pretty cool. Yeah. And then, of course... You know, the incredible prestige of Playboy. Not not just Leisure Suit Larry, but like the Playboy. I mean, oh, that's ending on a high note. Yeah, we're not going to do a Leisure Suit Larry. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I'm just going to call that one right now. There's our list I of have... upcoming games that we want to talk about is far too long. And I don't think any of us want to go through a Leisure Suit Larry. No. Let me be very clear. <laughs> I was not suggesting that. <laughs> I'm just making that public. More clear. Yeah. <laughs> if it wasn't fair. already clear. Yeah. Hard pass. Hard pass. But yeah, so that's kind of the basics of the game and a little bit of history behind it. More fun tidbits than anything. Wait, wait, wait. I have to add to this real quick. I was just poking around the website while we were talking here. And I've <laughs> got to say, not only is their website still up, their store is currently functional. What? Uh, is it? I didn't even go and check the store. I just assumed that it was down. Oh. It is <laughs> totally functional. It links to Amazon if you want to get the, like, uh, what do you call it? Like the strategy guide. And it links to Steam if you want to buy the games. It works. Wow. The links are active. That's oh my amazing. gosh. Oh. Someone's actually maintaining it. That's well, exactly what blows my mind. I'm just like, holy crap! Wow. Okay. Whoever is maintaining that 90s. website, I it's I doubt you're listening. But if by some strange chance of fate you were listening to this, thank you for keeping it up and running. Because I was looking for lore and I was able to find it on the website. So well done. Thank you. And, and that is so awesome. I'm I'm gonna go out even further. Like, you guys. You get to get huge props on this, especially that one paradox intern who is responsible for maintaining the website. <laughs> you, you should hire that intern. He's good or she's good. Yeah. Whatever gender they, they are, are good. they're good. Yeah. Hire them. I mean, theoretically, this has got to mean that the company does still exist, at least it, in some form. It means that the uh, current owners of the Majesty IP, uh, Paradox Interactive, are paying the what 20 bucks a year it costs to put yeah. the web keep the website running to keep the website up that's yeah. i mean awesome. that's peanuts for paradox yeah. yeah but anyway yeah how about we talk <laughs> about the story instead of this fascinating corporate sure. history <laughs> <laughs> okay yeah yeah let's do it so in majesty the fantasy kingdom sim you are the sovereign of the kingdom of ardania it is up to your wise counsel and benevolent leadership to guide the kingdom and protect it from all manner of dangers and malefic influences. 
there isn't a linear story in the game, it's an RTS, but each mission is a kind of episode in the tale of the Sovereign's successes and failures. You must overcome a number of challenges, like breaking curses, rescuing kidnapped princes, and finding artifacts of great power, and clearing the land of dangerous monsters. By your actions, you keep your people safe, and neighboring kingdoms enter into friendships and alliances with you. At least, narratively speaking, nothing really comes of that in the story itself, such as it is. But uh, to help you overcome the challenge of each mission, you, as the Sovereign, build guild halls, temples, and other buildings to recruit heroes. These are mainly high fantasy staples, rangers, rogues, warriors, wizards, elves, dwarves, or gnomes, and the devotees of different gods and goddesses, though they don't all get along. For example, you can only have one non-human race in your kingdom at a time, for some reason, and followers of Helia, for example, who is the goddess of the sun, will not live in a kingdom that is home to the devotees of Lunard, god of the moon and the winds, due to their ages-long rivalry. As you achieve success, missions and challenges become harder. Terrible beasts and angry dragons attack your borders, and ancient evils rise from long-forgotten tombs. Eventually, Ardania's reach stretches from coast to coast, from the central plains to the frozen expanse of the northern reaches, where even more terrible monsters await. While your heroes are autonomous, it is up to you, Sovereign, to build your kingdom, guide its people, protect its borders, and overcome the obstacles that lie before you. I feel like they did a whole bunch of lore work, and then it just got dropped. And it's just not really in the game ever at all. Like I said, I went to the website. I was hoping there was a wiki or something that had lore, and I found the website, and it actually has lore, especially for the temples, which was like really fascinating, because I didn't know why you couldn't have a Temple of Helia if you had a Temple of Lunord. I'm like, why is that? Well, it turns out that they're rival gods and that they've had a war with each other for ages, and so their devotees don't get along, because they're at war. I feel hmm. like that would have been a good prequel like game for yeah. this. Like, just going through that War of the Gods, like, Majesty 2, the, like, a real Majesty 2, not what Paradox put uh, uh, <laughs> Majesty 2, War of the Gods, and it just kind of goes into that background. Oh, hell it, yeah. It gives you, like, these little glimpses of, like, stuff the rogue says. You're like, what? Mm-hmm. I want to know about that. And then it's like, nope, you don't yeah, get to know Yeah, you don't get to that. know any of this. It just <laughs> it doesn't matter. Wild Adventure builds yeah. character. Yeah, like... Why are you saying that? <laughs> I get it that voice acting is now part of the uh, is on the menu because you can put it on the CD. But wow, you guys put a lot of voice acting. There is this. so much voice acting. It's great. Oh, and as, as a funny coincidental side note on this one, I didn't make the connection of who the voice actor was uh, that did like most, if not all of the male voices in Majesty a voice actor named George Ledoux up until a YouTube personality that I follow um, called Tex of the Black Pants Legion did a like this huge epic on some battle tech lore. And at the end of it, he actually paid George Ledoux to do like just parody voices. Right. And George Ledoux is like, you know, I can do more voices than just the ones you're asking me. Right. And he goes into every single voice that he did in majesty and it is glorious i will link to it in the podcast it, show it notes. is it is glorious. glorious i it made me insanely happy because like i said majesty is one of my favorite games of all time and so when he starts in as the advisor and i was just like oh my i'm gonna freak out like, this is so cool <laughs> 
Oh yeah, yeah, it was glorious, and that was a connection I didn't even make. Yeah, I and had. Yeah. We were already like slated to record this, and I was watching, and I was like, "Oh, I have to tell everybody about this now. This is so good." <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, Tom's like, "Who is that guy? What is going on?" Yeah, <laughs> I had like no context, and I've I've looked at him up since, and I'm like, "Yeah, I still don't really have much context." So he's a really. I just haven't followed the, you know things he's a part of but that's okay yeah well you probably did uh uh run into him in neverwinter nights oh that's totally possible yeah you you know that one game where you killed the family and had the kid chase you around that's (laughs) a a demon child chasing me for forever across the map to kill me because i killed her parents wow yeah i mean i deserved it what the fuck i did deserve it (laughs) That was a hilarious yeah. situation. If but, that game isn't on our list, it needs to be. Yeah, we'll put it on the list. <laughs> I had a little girl chase me into a dungeon. Run past Chandler, which confused the crap out of him, <laughs> to attack me. And I couldn't kill her, because she's a kid! <laughs> yeah, you don't kill kids. That's kind of a game rule, dude. <laughs> so I had an immortal child forever hunting me. <laughs> yeah uh, george will do the the male knight voice in that game so yeah that's cool fun huh. side note just had to throw that out there this is going to be a a more like fun tidbits about this game like this touches a lot of different things that i didn't know it touched yeah. but yeah so that's kind of the little rundown of majesty at least in terms of history story and kind of how it plays what are your thoughts on it Evan? oh i i love this thing it is one of my favorite things ever i have i have poured so many hours <laughs> um <laughs> so that said i am incredibly biased however it is just really a joy to play just how it's set up i i personally really love the the conceit of having the units have minds of their own more or less like i feel like there's mm-hmm. so like i just really enjoy the emergent gameplay that comes out of that where you know you're following your ranger around and they make a, an incredibly inexplicable decision <laughs> that it's like wait what <laughs> or i okay so when i was playing because i've played this before many times so um i played through a few story missions and then i mostly was doing like freestyle games and and trying to like poke at the limits of the game itself, you know, like in really wacky ways. Like what happens if you only have warriors and healers? Uh, spoiler alert, not much, but when they actually do something, it's like a power team up and it's, it's incredible. Um, <laughs> what happens if all <laughs> Rangers, true. well, you fill out the map really fast, but uh, <laughs> it's just, I mean, <laughs> Rangers, they shoot pretty good, but it's just, this game was not balanced for like, weird builds like that like it's just it's not a thing um but it was it was so fun to like try poking at it and see like what works and what doesn't work and like how do the units react to this so one thing that happens that's kind of come up is that um you could put out little flags quote unquote like the animation's a little flag for either exploring or attacking and so you basically can put a bounty on a monster and you know the more money it is, the more attractive it is to, to units. Um, same with, like, explore flags. Go clear out the fog of war over here, but, you know, I'll give you 500 gold for it, I guess. Um, and that's kind of how you get units to go do things or do them faster. 
Oh, and they get oh, suicidal. Oh, yeah. And so, so the, one of the things that I discovered as I was playing around <laughs> with this is that there is somehow in the AI somewhere a threshold for like how much money makes them like suicidal in in you know any unit like absolutely suicidal to like go and 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 collect the bounty. Um, I I <laughs> noticed the change happen around seven thousand gold. <laughs> Wow! It, it was like, and I just kept adding it, and like you could just watch how there's a, like a little doodle bob on the bottom that says how many heroes are going towards the flag that you've currently have selected, and I could just watch the number go up and up and up, like the more gold I put on it, and like soon everyone in the kingdom was going for my ten thousand gold bounty. Uh, it, and, <laughs> yeah, I could see why. Yeah, and it was just really fascinating to be like, oh, so there is a point at which you could put money down, and just your units are just like, fuck it, I'm going. Uh, sometimes rogues, I think, have a, a lower threshold because I have seen rogues become suicidal. That's shocking. Like at like you know five hundred, six hundred gold. Like they're just like, I don't care. I'm going to kill this thing that might kill me. If it kills me, I want that gold. And <laughs> really, because I've had them like suicidal down to one hundred gold. Yeah, it's before. kind of oh random. My God, um, elves are slightly less suicidal than rogues are. I've noticed. <laughs> it's they're yeah. just but only they're, slightly. They're, they're huh? like, uh, you know, that's two hundred. Nah, not not worth my time. I'm going back home. While rogues are like, oh yeah, two hundred gold. Yeah, let's get that demon wood. It's fine. Um, <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> yeah. For for context on that one, demon wood is a high level natural hazard that uh, <laughs> your uh your heroes will run into they have like 80 hit points and for perspective like the average rogue has 10 at like level three or something yep. so these are really high level monsters and they hit hard <laughs> and and they had a penchant for chasing down your palace guard which was hilarious <laughs> <laughs> that was so funny yeah it, there's just a lot of hilarious moments in this game like when um we were doing prep work for this devon was kind enough to stream and in it while she was going around like managing the rest of the kingdom i was just watching one palace guard <laughs> walk out into the like just doing his patrols and his patrols started on the south end of town and he would go out go to the south end of town and get wrecked by a demon wood. <laughs> and then the next one would come out. <laughs> oh no. It was like the sad march of like <laughs> Palace Guard yep. death. It was like, oh and no, Palace Guard no 23, don't go that way. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> Meanwhile, they're all like, did you hear what happened to Bill? Yeah, no one has heard from yeah, him for a you, week. Actually, huh, we ought to send one person out there to go see if they can find Charlie him. Didn't Charlie just go out and there? And Bob and like... John. <laughs> And Joe. <laughs> yeah, just the parade of, like, guard death. Yep. And the, those uh, were really the emergent stories that really yeah. make this game so good. That, it's... that actually brings me to a question for yeah. Devin. I'm just curious, with this thing, like, being kind of automated and characters in the in the game just doing their own thing and sometimes unexpectedly, have you ever used this for as, like, a story writer? Oh, hell yeah. Like, oh, hell yes. Oh, awesome. yeah. I I like actually awesome. it's funny you say that because I was actually thinking because I've been trying to get into doing more writing. I kind of fell out of my routine and I was like, oh, well, what would be something like kind of fun that I could just like get into the habit with and not have to think too hard about like, you know, like plot holes and stuff. And I was like, well, what about that time uh -huh. in Majesty? 
<laughs> that there was the one the one warrior went out on his own, and then the next time I checked on him, he was fleeing in terror, but there were four healers following him, and they were all, like, <laughs> casting blessing and stuff on him, and I was trying to figure out where they found him. Like... How, like, did they just, like, because they weren't following him initially, and I was like, you know what? Majesty could come up with some weird prompts, just, like, just for weird things. Like, I did an all rogues and elves build, and that was interesting. Okay. 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 We need to talk about the elves in this game. Oh, boy. Because they are not... Tolkien yeah, elves. they they are not your in typical high fantasy elves at all. They're amazing. Oh, they're so they're very good. much more like you know folklore elves, uh, like in like fairy court stuff. You know, they're kind of tricksters. Oh. Um, they they're very like th- in the lore, like they're very like they love elegance and they love rich things and they like to be comfortable and they're very stylish and it's quite wonderful. And they're some of the best archers in the world, but they just couldn't give a fuck about most anything <laughs> that happens. Like they are complete slackers. Right? Like the only time that they'll really defend like your city well, sometimes, I mean, it depends on what's going on and how high level they are, because sometimes I think they're just like, Oh, that <laughs> shoot it with a bow. Uh, but um, <laughs> like they'll like run away into their house and then their house is being attacked. And that's like the only time that they'll like attack back sometimes, especially at low level. And it's, really interesting but yeah they're like not like your typical like you know high fantasy super wise like elves like if you have a rogues guild like they make a pact together the rogues and the elves they're like okay guess what we're going we're gonna go in together with a gambling hall gambling everywhere like (laughs) picture it casinos all on the north side of town it's gonna be amazing and then every other building will also be an elven lounge because they have to have elven lounges because that's like a thing that makes elves happy apparently and in my head canon my my head canon for that is is that lounge is code word for for a a house of pleasure uh i i don't see that as a really big no it's definitely not it's just sort of like hmm you just read between the lines and so it's like okay so so you just imagine these elves like okay okay we're gonna have gambling we're gonna have casinos and brothels every other door like it's gonna be awesome and guess what the king can't collect taxes on it oh that's the part that i can't it's so funny i love rogues (laughs) i love rogues but mm, yeah i'm i'm uh definitely not a fan of elves in this game <laughs> i they're great characters i love but, them they're just mm. really colorful and interesting though i mean you know gnomes are best best boys and girls best best people yeah. hashtag best yeah race. best best people are are the gnomes <laughs> they are just so charming and they go and build things and it's really great if you happen to be on a map that has like swarms of goblins that just like attack literally everything uh <laughs> You can you can kind of keep up with the damage a little bit if you have gnomes. <laughs> yeah, but so gnomes have this um, instead of being like um, hobbits or anything like that. They they voice acted like they're children. Yeah, and they kind of come from a hovel. Yeah, it looks thing. like a little kind of like, 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 like a little shack. Car- yeah, like a cardboard fort or something. So hmm. you have these. And they're great builders. That's the reason why I'm on Team Gnome, because they're amazing. But on the harder levels, like 
this game has some balancing issues on on the like oh, levels gosh. too because like a beginner is oh, yeah. like you could be doing it with like half a brain yep. advanced gets a little challenging and then expert is just like uh you're just gonna have to you're just you're just gonna have to find the one way we made this level beatable. otherwise you cheat you know <laughs> like, yeah. and then there's master yeah. the northern expansion had like i think two le- two levels that are master difficulty which are just basically nigh impossible like i was yeah, not no, able that, to beat oh, those thought... legitimately ever i have tried multiple times i can't do it legitimately i'm not even sure how you're supposed to yeah the, the... gotta love old school hard yep. you know yeah these are definitely old school hard games but on going back to what i was saying like the gnomes because they have a children's voice and sometimes on the harder difficulties your town gets bum rushed immediately <laughs> you just hear but i'm just a gnome I'm just and a it is the gnome. saddest cavalcade of death like you're just like <laughs> i feel terrible for recruiting those people but I need my buildings to stay up. Yeah, I love that when, like, you know, your town's getting attacked and you're trying to recruit heroes because they're just dying. And then you just, like, you you watch, like, a rogue, like, he spawns because he's been hired. And then he, like, shoots at the bad guy and then gets one shot and is like, leave my gold alone. And you're just like, oh, you no. You haven't even been alive long enough. As his, as, his new, as his new, like, guildmate, like, uh, spawns right on top of his corpse, more or less. It's like, oh, no. <laughs> oh, yeah. no. I'm so sorry, everyone. I'm so sorry. <laughs> yeah, you get, like, because you don't have direct control, you feel even more responsible for death in this game. And I think that's, that's interesting. like, the the real part that gets to me, like, when I play, I do a fair amount of freestyle too, but I never go up past a certain point because the game just, like, it has, like, an exponential difficulty modifier. It's not like, oh, it's easy, easy, impossible, impossible. That's that's the balance. Then, yeah. After, like, that point, it's just, you're going to watch these people die, and it's kind of takes an emotional yeah. toll which is funny because you just record you just like got these people but it's a real credit to like the voice acting and the characterization that each of these uh people have that you re- or each of the heroes that you can recruit have yep. i agree i i start to feel really bad if you know something happens and then a whole bunch of my heroes are dying at the same time it's like oh no which is why it's good to have like you know one like the either the um the temple of crypta or the temple to agrila because at the third level you get a a resurrect spell and uh you can resurrect your dudes and you're like i'm so sorry i'm so sorry that troll killed you i know you're like level eight i i'm so sorry Uh, here i'll resurrect you go take a nap unless you're a wizard yeah, yeah, unless you're a wizard. Unless you're oh, a wizard. God. Wizards are so funny because they're so weak for so long. And then they suddenly become, like, almost unbeatable. Like, especially if you have a library where they can go learn different spells, like that meteor spell. Holy shit. <laughs> but before yeah, right. that point, before yeah. that point, like, you, you, you spend 500 gold to get a wizard and they basically walk out their door and die. Like... Yeah, like, that's, <laughs> that's a huge balance problem. Like, there's... Almost no reason to build a wizard's guild in this Except game. for spells. Unless you want to play... Yeah, unless you want to play with spells for gold. Light, lightning Storm the, is very helpful reason. in some situations. That's... 
That's a broken uh, spell. I love game. that spell. It is very broken. It's OP. I, for full disclosure, I've never played this game on multiplayer. Neither have I. And I feel like it would be ungodly painful to play against somebody who's like really into this yeah, game. Yeah, yeah. I... Yeah, I've never played multiplayer either, and I imagine it would be yikes against someone who really knows what they're doing. Yeah, like, ugh. And I feel like that's <laughs> probably one of the weak points in this game. Mm-hmm. Because, like, an RTS, the fun is multiplayer. Uh, or against AI, you, uh, you, you and your buddy against a- an AI opponent or something like that. And, yeah, this game can accommodate it, but it has such problems with balancing that it's like oh i i don't know am i gonna be the person that cheeses gnomes and then just rushes is that even a strategy like i don't know (laughs) i don't know what the right thing is i i spend more than i'm getting money back but then in the late game i'm making so much money i don't know what to do with it another thing that um is kind of a gripe in this is you have a taxpayer that goes around collecting taxes right Mm -hmm. the the taxpayer is a rather rotund character and he walks very slowly so in the rogues guild there's this little button that says extort what they don't really tell you about extort is it takes money from your kingdom and then the thieves will keep part or the rogues will keep part of it right well they didn't limit anything on the extort so if you have a trade caravan going across the screen the thieves will just raid it for every <laughs> cent that is every copper yeah every copper on that trade cart and you will get nothing out of it and they don't really uh signpost that no, very well yeah, there's a lot of things that aren't super clear how they work or how they're maybe supposed to work and then some things you wonder like is this working as intended or is this kind of weird um i think that's why this game is so i agree because they don't tell you like yeah yeah like both of us have spent hundreds of hours playing it right oh yeah and we like you just when watching you play i discovered things that i didn't know about and then (laughs) When I was playing, you're like, oh, that uh, <laughs> the upgrade to the Rogues Guild will actually allow you to poison weapons? What? Like, oh, <laughs> I see. Yeah, and then I was finding out that there were other things that happen, like, if you upgrade the other temples and stuff. Like, I mean, usually, because how I play is usually I'll, like, upgrade one, or, like, sometimes with the Rogues Guild, I had no idea if it did anything other than change how it looked. So I was like, well, okay, either or, but like even for temples, it's like I might build one and upgrade it all the way, and then the other one I don't. But you're actually kind of hamstringing yourself because each of the upgrades will give your the units in that from that temple or building some kind of bonus. And it's like, yeah. oh, well, where really? <laughs> and some of it like is yeah. kind of buried in like the flavor text when you click the little question mark, you know, like if you click on a building, it gives you a little panel and there's like a little question mark. You can get some lore info or like how it works, though. Both of those, it's a little light on, uh, which makes sense because it's an RTS. You're not going to spend your time reading, but it's like, oh, like you, this could be a little better, <laughs> especially with, you know, yeah. especially with like bonuses, like, okay, you upgrade this and you get poison weapons or you upgrade this and um, your units can use a different spell or something, you know. Um, 
I feel like that's kind of fundamental to the gameplay. Otherwise, you're just like, oh, it looks different. Well, I'll never click on that again. And then your player never yeah. really, like... Yeah, and it's just, like I said, like... Uses and, it. and some things maybe I just didn't notice that that was a thing that happened. Like, I thought it was a... Like, some of the... Th I can't remember which temple it is, but there's some... One of the temples that if you upgrade to three, they get a different spell. And I thought it was just because they were leveling up that they get new spells because they were leveling up, not that it was tied to the fact that they had a third level guild or whatever. Yeah. Uh, it was... It's. I mean, it's really interesting. Like, I definitely feel like there's more that... You know, or if there was, like, some kind of glossary or something you could look up, you know, like, outside of a game and be like, okay, what the hell does this do? You know, what is the advantage of having dwarves over elves or gnomes? Like, you know, what actually, like, what am I actually giving up other than flavor? You know what I mean? Like, what is yeah, the point? Like, like, why do you have to have the trinity, quote unquote, of a ranger's guild, a rogue's guild, and a warrior's guild? Like, why actually is that important? Like, how do they synergize off each other? Because some things, like the healers, the Temple of Agrila, the healers that come out of there, um, they will actually follow other, he uh, other heroes around and heal them in battle. And, like, that's a synergy that, like, makes sense. You can see it happen. But, like, there's other things where it's like, well, if you build a Temple of Crypta, you can build a Temple of Fervus, and why wouldn't you do that other than flavor? Like, does it actually confer a benefit? Like, is the reason you can build these two together because, no, well, not only because their gods don't argue with each other, like they're friendly or whatever, but like, you know, what, why actually is that? You know, what, you know, why is Helia okay with the followers of Crypta and the followers of Fervus? You know, yeah. it, too many... <laughs> and they're kind of wolf-like. Yeah, they are followers. kind of... They've got, like, the wolf thing in their temple and everything, and they do shape-shifting. You know, it makes sense. Um, but, you know, it's like, well, why does this work the way that it does? Like, what's the advantage? Like, when I was doing the crazy builds, I thought that it wouldn't really matter, like, in the freestyle games. Like, it's like, okay, let's just go um, Doros Paladin's Healers. Like, that's it. Let's see what happens. And it doesn't work very well. And it's like, but why doesn't it work very well? Like, you know... I, I have healers, but I don't really want Doros because the monks seem kind of useless. I still don't understand what the monks do. They just die really easy and don't do much. But oh. the paladins you get from having a temple of are, Doros are like OP as fuck. Like, and yeah. they're they're proactive. They go out and they take care of shit, man. Like they, it's really useful. Oh. Those paladins will hunt down things like crazy. Oh, they will cross the map to, put... to kill something. Like. <laughs> Yeah, like they hold grudges like dwarves from fucking Warhammer yep. will. It's, it's impressive. really impressive. But like, and, and just from playing and, I'm you know, I'm not the most in tune to this, so I don't know if Chandler, you have any ideas from your experience with the game. But like, I, I still can't figure out like why, like why, like what is the reason here? Like what? What is actually happening behind the screen other than, well, I know that if I do this, it works. And I know if I do this other thing, it doesn't work. So this game kind of has a like joy of discovery problem. It, like the physical release had the book in it. Mm -hmm. And I feel like if you had the book with you, it would make a heck of a lot mm -hmm. more sense because you'd look it up and get the lore. But without the lore in it, the joy of discovery um kind of gets muddled yeah. because like it is fun to experiment with like some of the different temples like if you wanted agrella and um crypta those won't work yep but they 
like they do kind of signpost that with life and death Mm -hmm. but not immediately Mm -hmm. so I, i feel like the main problem in terms of tempering that joy of discovery is mostly because the signposting isn't there Mm -hmm. honestly i feel like if the signposting was a lot better it would be a lot more approachable Mm -hmm. because oh like if you're building a maybe if like a different ui or something where if you're building a temple it kind of shows it in like a wheel and if you select one it like puts it closes out another across from the on the wheel or something like that yeah like something like that would help in terms of knowing what you're locking yourself out right. of. Right. But, I mean, with an average gameplay length of anywhere from, like, 20 minutes to maybe an hour and yeah. a half on a long yeah. one. Yeah. Like, a, that's a really long yeah. one. Yeah, that's one of those expert missions uh, or the master missions. The The penalty for, like, experimenting is kind of low. Yeah. So, I'm kind of okay with it, like, not signposting everything, but it would be nice to have more of those shorthands. Yeah. There's not really any good reason why they wouldn't either that I can think of. Well, there is a good reason. The last game that they did was two years before this. Like, they had to release this in two years. (laughs) Oh, okay, Um, I gotcha. Yeah. And unless you've heard of Deadlock 2 Shrine Wars? Nope. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that wasn't exactly a uh, hot seller. <laughs> just, I, just throwing that yeah, out there. I, I don't even recognize it, that title. <laughs> yeah, neither do I. And RTSs are one of my favorite genres, so I certainly hope that I would be more familiar with it. But yeah, yeah. So I, I feel like a lot of the issues that we're kind of pointing at are, if not symptomatic, but hint at like them just running out of runway to finish the game that they had like they had the bones there but they didn't get to the next point because they ran into funding issues or something Mm -hmm. like that yeah but yeah just my i would have loved to see more missions that were like lore based like either around the different temples to introduce them like you know like early game stuff they were setting up for something like yeah, that. yeah. They clearly had but, some kind of, but you know, they just didn't have time or or something. Yeah, like a, like the campaign for it would make a pretty good way to introduce all of these mechanics. But in place of that, we have the prince that gets like abducted twice or some well, something the, like the, that. The queen of Valmorgan's son is kidnapped, and then your son is kidnapped. You, the player character, in, in a different mission. Oh, so it wasn't your son. No, twice. it wasn't your son okay. twice. It was somebody else's son, and then your son. And yes, sons okay. have a problem in this kingdom, apparently. <laughs> I'm kind of okay with it being sons, but I I feel like more mission variety would have been better. Yeah, I agree. And that's that's not to say that the missions in here are like bland by any means like they they tried and they made a like a number of different style missions in here which is Mm -hmm. amazing Mm -hmm. like one of them's just make lots of gold really quickly that's awesome yeah under a time restraint like make gold (laughs) go questing in in your lands hunting down people and they put a whole bunch of people in there that you can interrogate yeah that's fun yeah 
all of these levels that they ended up with are and i good. like the little lore bits that come out of that too like you know oh you know like there's one where it's like well you know your your mother the queen the late queen like she you know you should live up to her legacy by doing this thing and you're like oh so was my queen like was my mom a really good queen like is that going on and then with the deal with the demon the one where you have to make so much money was that like a deal like your father made like i can't I, I think, I think so. that's what it is. It's like your father made this deal with a demon and now the demon's here to collect. And like, you had no idea that your father was making deals with demons. And it's like, that's also kind of narratively interesting, even though it doesn't matter for the game. Um, again, like there's like a queen of Val Morgan, like, you know, that you learn about, like there's all kinds of interesting little tidbits like that you get. Fun bones. Yeah. Like fun bones. Yeah. But I feel like if it had another year in development, yeah. it would be, something that would be able to rival age vampires too yeah. in terms of interest I agree. it kind of it makes a a fairly compelling case for the whole beta release alpha release kind of deal because it's like oop, we are running out of money if they could have like released the game as it is right now and then built some interest and then used the money from the interest to build onto it probably could have come up with a much more in-depth game yeah, and then maybe Cyberlore would still be around and not have their last title be Playboy the Mansion. Yeah, and maybe Oof. they would have done Majesty 2 and actually done an actual <laughs> Majesty game and not... Th 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 yeah. <laughs> Majesty 2 was a disappointment. Oh, it's, abys it's just so... I just It defends me. It gives me conniptions. <laughs> Tell me how you really feel. Oh, I feel. hate it. <laughs> Right? <laughs> so uh, kind of uh building off of uh what tom suggested last time what what do you think would be an interesting way to like take majesty and kind of rework it into something that it could have been hmm. i mean first and foremost adding another year to its development cycle would have been amazing oh, yeah. yeah but i feel like that's a reality that couldn't have been achieved yeah well i mean we're all just kind of like you know speculating here anyway but i think you know mainly yeah. just if they'd had more time you know to really build on it um and perhaps we would have seen some of those you know little fixes little tweaks like you know signposting better like how things work together uh and perhaps yeah. and perhaps even a why they work together that way lore wise you know um i feel like if they uh spent six months reworking the campaigns because it only came with, like, what, 12 campaign levels? Yes. Mm. Or, something. I mean, it, it wasn't... wasn't very many. Yeah, it, it really wasn't yeah. very many. If it had a campaign, like a tutorial campaign, where it introduced all of the temples mm -hmm. and nothing else, it would have been a lot better received in my yeah. mind well i think i think just kind of expanding that tutorial like you said and then also like integrating it with the, with the lore kind of like you're saying just you know giving giving more explanation for why things work like have players use these things to see how they work and then also have some cool flavor where it's like oh well you know we're doing a crawl mission because pick a reason uh, it could even be like a Conan the Barbarian reference because the Temple of Chrom is a Conan the Barbarian <laughs> reference. Oh, the Temple oh, of Chrom. Oh, boy. I, yeah. I love that or, place. you know, like, you know, why why should you even have monks in your, in your you know, your kingdom, right? Like, why, why should you do that? Because, you know, 
Here's their level to shine. Yeah, exactly. It's like, show what they're good at. And then after that point, after you've done the tutorial and you see how the game works and you understand how all the different things work, then you get to go out into these missions, like, you know, get rid of all the goblins from the land so that we can actually, like, not have our castle burned down every two days. Uh, or, you know, there are minotaurs. There's so many minotaurs, just minotaurs everywhere. Uh, or, hey, there's this really cool artifact we need to get so that you don't die, your majesty. Uh, you know, and then you get to, and then by that point, you kind of understand, like, you might have, like, your own, like, build style in mind. Like, I want to do this build every single time, but maybe you come across a, a mission, like maybe, say, the Ancient Artifact mission, that you realize, well, I always go this way, but I think I actually need to build this other thing instead and use that because of XYZ ability, you know? Uh, and not just like yeah. you know make a make a wizard's tower and then build a big wizard tower fence around your kingdom and then just turn them all on to like attack things <laughs> you know <laughs> you can be really cheesy with it which I wouldn't say take out yeah. the cheese but you know the the cheese is what makes yeah it the cheese honestly. the cheese is absolutely what makes it interesting and fun and gets you some like weird emergent gameplay stuff. But for some things, it's like, well, what is actually the problem to solve in this level? As opposed to, I just need more money so that I can just recruit more people. You know what I mean? Like, what people? Yeah. Like, what people do I need to recruit that would actually help? Because sometimes that's not clear either. If there's, like, a best build for a certain level. I, I'm kind of okay with it being ambiguous, though. Like, Yeah, I'm fine with the, the ambiguity. ambiguity. I don't necessarily want them to, like, say this is the best build for it. But, like, as you're playing... For example, with some of these expert missions, they're so hard. Like, the difficulty curve is so hard. But, like, maybe there could be, like, missions where, like, you know, some of them, like, have some signposting that indicate to you, like, maybe you should build... Like, maybe you should level into, like, you know, having paladins instead of you know, this other thing that you normally do where you wouldn't have paladins, right? Like, or maybe you should really get a Lunord temple because you really want heroes that are in your city protecting it from the forces attacking it, you know, which you can figure that out, like trial and error, but it, I guess I would like to see a little bit more, like as far as like campaign missions, just a little bit more organic, a little signposting, like you get into it and you realize, oh, I really need to build this temple, but I've screwed myself because I built these other temples, right? Like, maybe have, yeah. like, somehow, in not a hand-holdy way, and I'm not a game designer, though, I don't know what that would look like, but, you know, some I, something to indicate that, you know, there is maybe a better build than other builds for certain levels in the campaign, that, of course, wouldn't matter if you were doing a freestyle or a multiplayer um, though it would matter a little bit, because, like, StarCraft, it's like, okay, so here you have your builds, and what builds counter other builds, you know? Which is another yeah. thing that isn't very clear. Like, you know, what things counter other things? Uh, well, I know skeletons counter rangers really well. <laughs> but that's just because I made a graveyard of rangers because the skeleton's <laughs> popping out of my other graveyard. <laughs> yep. Oh, man, that's kind of self-defeating, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Yeah, that, I really shouldn't have built that uh, ranger camp right next to the graveyard. <laughs> Lessons were learned. but Sad. Yeah, I, I feel like... I feel like to kind of address a lot of the issues that we're talking about, a decently crafted campaign yeah. showcasing each of the temples and why you would want, for instance, your warriors to be tied with your wizards. Yeah. That would be 
a good campaign mission. Yeah, what? Yeah, but, showing what can like really support wizards so they just don't walk out their door and die <laughs> would be amazing. <laughs> how many times have you heard, I'm melting! I'm melting. Yeah, uh, all uh, the time. What's that sound? Uh, a lot. I've, yeah. I've heard it a lot. <laughs> yeah, I, I feel like anybody who's played Majesty or will play Majesty will get very familiar with the wizard dying sound. Yep. Especially when you realize <laughs> where it's like it, the little text will pop up in the corner, like, you know, wizard, like recruited colon wizard. And then a second later you hear, I'm melting. And then it says died colon wizard. wizard. Yep. <laughs> and then you look and it's just a giant rat. Yep. We're camping right in front camping of your right wizard in front of the tower. Like, tower well, where you're like, well, I can't recruit any wizards because they'll just walk out the door and die. Like, they could just run away, oh but they God. don't. <laughs> Sometimes they're just not fast enough. Uh, they're not fast. <laughs> well, I mean, when they <laughs> just, just pop outside fast. the door, like, you, you don't have to be fast. Like, you could, have you seen the wizards when they go home and they, like, jump into their building? Like, it's just like, boom, yeah. they, like, jump cut right in there. Like... <laughs> Yeah, well, they kind of have to, otherwise it would be a 20 minutes of them trying to get, make it which to the door. Which I'm wondering why, when, like, something, they, like, spawn, they, like, come out their door like, Oh, yes, I'm a brand new wizard, lovely day here in Ardania, oh, shit, a giant rat! You'd think that they would just, like, immediately just go inside, but they don't. It's like they have to turn around or something, and then the rat's like, ah, and they die. So that is a thing. The wizards will, and you see this with the tax collectors too, actually, yes. where they're just so slow that their animations will kill them. Yep. Period. Oh, man. Like, your tax collector, the pathfinding, <laughs> will, oh, I can't make it between this tower and this marketplace because there's a rat man in front of me. Well, I'm going to go give the rat man a good pat on the tummy. <laughs> <laughs> then turn around, walk around the tower, and then collect from th- what I was going to. Yep. And meanwhile, the rat man's like, hey, this tax collector, he's got a big purse. I'm gonna kill him. Yep. <laughs> and you just lose everything. The wizards have that exact same problem. You don't feel it as much with the tax collector, though, because you don't have to buy the tax collector. <laughs> yeah, they just spawn. <laughs> I think yeah. I had a game where, like, there was, like, because the, the, like, uh, henchmen, like the, the quote peasants that go around building your shit, uh, and, and the city guards and the palace guards and the tax collectors, like they just spawn. So they get like a number. So it's like, you know, city guard number 13 or tax collector number two. And I think I had a game once. Um, I can't remember which one it was. It was one of the harder ones where I like looked and I was suddenly like, Oh, tax collector number 37. What? <laughs> I don't remember who was actually yeah. 37. I just remember it was like a high number, and I was like, how many tax collectors have died? <laughs> I don't understand. Yeah. When you see Peasant 68, you're like, huh, maybe I should build a guard tower. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Peasant 69. Nice. Um, nice. <laughs> I said 68. I know you did. That's why I followed up with 69. Nice. Yeah, you made a mistake, yeah. Chandler. How dare you? Fair. I'm helping. Fair. Opportunity Fair. missed. I'm helping. Uh. That's right. So, I mean, personally, I think one of the most, like, Im- incredible improvements they could have made to it is, like, adding a cursor. I feel like it would have been a lot easier to play. Uh, asterisks to watch. <laughs> 
<laughs> I have no idea why Discord decided that there was no. Cursor, it was so but, oh weird because I've streamed it into Discord and I don't believe that it took away the cursor. So, unless it did, and the people I was showing it to were just like too nice to say anything, they're just like, "Wow, I have no <laughs> idea what's going on." But yeah, I'm really glad you like this game. I'm so happy that you're so happy to share this with me. It's lovely. Oh, wow, aren't you so sweet? <laughs> It's entirely yeah. possible. It is Who entirely knows? possible. Like I, I don't know. I'm, I'm not judging on that one, specifically because Tom, it took Tom like five or ten minutes to finally mention. Like, are you clicking on anything? <laughs> yeah, it was so. Funny. I was like staring at the stream, just going. Yeah, I can't. No, it was. The hell, am I missing? You were talking about like, oh, I need to go do this thing, and Tom's like, okay, the thing that you're talking about doing, what are you doing? <laughs> and you're like, oh, I'm just, I'm clicking on this. And he's like, I don't, I, what? <laughs> I got nothing. And I'm like, wait, what? And then we were all three of watching us. me play for like. <laughs> there yeah, was, there so was a moment where we all three were well, just quiet. Like, wait, what? <laughs> and I was only half watching because like, I'm so familiar with the game. I've just got it up on my second monitor and I'm doing something else while we're chatting. And then I look over and I'm like, oh, <laughs> There is no cursor. <laughs> I only know what's going I'm on because I've played like, the game. <laughs> right, and I'm thinking, like, I must be crazy because Devin obviously and clearly knows what's going on. I am just apparently a moron, and I don't know what's going on on the screen. Oh, my God, that was that was bad. That was very yeah. bad. I've got to say, uh, watching someone play a game with no cursor, a.k.a. no context really is like the comparison i made earlier about like having no subtitles while watching something that is exactly what it's like you're just like i don't know what's going on i'm bored i'm gonna go do something else <laughs> yeah <laughs> what is happening uh, what are these weirdos talking about i don't know uh -huh. oh my wife is watching a korean drama again i will get nothing out of this situation <laughs> walking out <laughs> i'm gonna go watch this yeah. paint dry <laughs> I feel like I should be doing something productive instead of staring <laughs> blankly at the screen. At least I have context yeah. for the paint drying. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that uh, was bad. Yeah, it's all good, uh, you know? But uh, I can tell... I mean, uh, the concept of it is incredibly cool. I I will say I really like the idea of not being able to control your, your minions because mm -hmm. there's kind of a realism element to it where it's like you can ask... No king really has actual control over anybody. Mm -hmm. They're just kind of like, hey, go do the thing. And people are like, you know, they either listen or they don't. And that's compelling. That's cool. I'd like to see a modern non-Majesty 2 version of this game. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like we've corrupted you on the Majesty 2 thing, but you I just have... go play it. It's a disappointment. <laughs> I mean, I don't even feel like I needed to. I, I kind of like just... When I was playing around with the, the, the store on the original Majesty, I, I clicked on the links that take you to the Steam page. And if you click on the Majesty page, it's, like, very positive. Everyone loves it. And if you read the comments, they're all, like, glowing comments about all the nostalgia and love for this game. And then you go to Majesty 2, and there's, like, one guy that's like, I loved Majesty 1, and this is a great sequel. And everyone else is like, eh, no. <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> this is awful <laughs> like one guy i think was like saying like majesty is my favorite game in the whole world and majesty 2 is so terrible it's not even a game don't play it and i was like wow okay there you go uh that's a strong review yeah yeah that's uh, uh 
that's that seems a little fanboyish, but no, it's it's accurate. Yeah, I I yeah, did try say. Majesty too, and I tried to give it a fair shake, but I think I only played for about twenty minutes. It just it looks worse. It just doesn't have the charm to it, and then they changed a lot of the systems, and it's just well. It's, <sighs> They don't. It was done by Paradox and not yeah. uh, Cyberlore. Yeah, and I think. And it shows. Yeah, it it really it really shows. And like one thing is is like you know you'll recruit heroes, but they literally don't do anything. They don't even walk around or anything. They just stay in their hovel until you, you know, put out an explore flag or something. And even then, it's not super clear like how things are working or what you're supposed to do. And like, and like the thing that really yeah. off put me was it just looked so bad and all of the buildings looked the same. And it was Oof. just like, there's yep. just no personality here at all. It yep. just, ugh. It looked like Paradox tried to do Warcraft 3. Yeah, that that's a pretty good, yeah. They It's like, you know, yeah, just like a, let's do Warcraft 3, but not and really badly without the style and screw up like you know what made the original majesty game so charming and wonderful but uh, that's my opinion on majesty yeah. 2 and if there are people <laughs> out there who genuinely like majesty 2 i would be interested to hear what you like about it like what makes it good for you like to you like i just i'm really curious because is it just because it's the first game like that you ever played and you've got those rosy colored nostalgia glasses on? I, I don't know. <laughs> don't go back and play it. You'll disappoint yeah. yourself. Yeah. <laughs> like, play Majesty 1, then play Majesty 2, and then if you still have those feelings for Majesty 2, absolutely let us know. Because yeah. I'm interested too, and <laughs> I don't have the nostalgia glasses for Majesty because mm-hmm. I only started playing it like maybe three years ago mm-hmm. hmm. but after playing majesty i was like oh well there's some room for improvement i want to know what majesty 2 was like and since i bought them together oh, i was like oh well i'm just gonna install majesty 2 one mission later uninstalling majesty yep. 2, going back to majesty <laughs> go one. back to majesty <laughs> one yep lessons were learned. i played I, fr- I played first majesty like way back when it came out in 2000 so you know Again, I declare my bias. I love it. I do have the nostalgia. I do see where it's really weak, but I don't know. It's just still fun as well for me. Yeah, it's a great game with a great soundtrack. Oh my gosh. Amazing 2D art. Yes, the 2D art is amazing. The soundtrack is phenomenal. I love the music so much. I want my ringtone to be the music. Because Cyberlore kind of went defunct... I'm pretty sure all of the Majesty like sound effects are just uh, in wave format on their website. Did you even not, their music? I think when we were streaming, did you not realize that the the music files are just in the game and unlocked and available in the program files? Well, they are, <laughs> but I'm just saying, like, even if you don't have the game, it's just it's on, the on their website. Too. Yeah, it's oh, all there. Okay. You can just go get it, and I'm like, sweet, excellent, it, <laughs> it's mine now. It, like. Two thumbs up for Cyberlore for doing yeah. that. Their music is well worth yes. keeping, even if you don't end up playing Majesty. Mm-hmm. If you want something lighthearted for your D&D session, use this music. It's really it good. It is glorious. It's so good. That's actually a really good idea. Yeah, like, they put, like, the way they made it work, it works really well. And especially with, like, D&D, you're going to get repetition 
because nobody's going to play a game in like five minutes of D&D. Mm-hmm. You're going to be doing it for like a couple hours at least. This music will actually play on repeat very nicely. Yes. That's awesome. But, but yeah, like glorious. Like, don't get me wrong. This game could use improvement. And I think doing nothing more than just a campaign would make the game a hell of a lot better. Mm-hmm. Just a signpost. Mm-hmm. Now we need a bunch of really dedicated Majesty fans to go through and take... I'm assuming it's at this point it's like, you know, what do you call it? Is it Deadware or whatever where it's... No, it's it was released in HD format um, after uh, Paradox bought it. And the oh, that's Paradox, right. Paradox owns it. Yeah, Paradox owns it. And they added a mod-friendly f- uh, portion to it, so... Ooh. I would not be surprised if there were mods that changed the campaign around to signpost, but That's that is cool. beyond the purview of this review. Um, indeed. Indeed. However, probably worth exploring. Yes. If you really like this game and can't get enough of it, I'm right there with uh-huh. you for one and <laughs> for two. And you don't mind exploring some of the extra world that comes with checking out mods. Go check them out. If they're still alive, oh yes, check them out. There, there's extra maps, all that. It's worth checking out. Like yeah. I, we may sound like we're shitting on it, but we are not. This is one of my favorite games mm-hmm. because of the little thing they did, which was take the RTS genre, which by this point in time was starting to get stale in 2000, and change it so you don't have control over your units that's all they did and it is glorious straight up glorious now could this work as a new release today maybe maybe not mm. mostly because i think the uh rts genre is dead <laughs> like for the most part no triple <laughs> yeah, a I mean, genres or no triple a companies gonna touch it the king is dead long live the king yeah yeah i, I mean i, I guess like... there's been what uh new now the new command and conquer is just the old one isn't it yeah it's a rehash yeah. of the old one which same as starcraft <sighs> no you're kind of right <laughs> yeah like there hasn't been a whole lot of innovation in the rts space from what i've seen mm-hmm. well unfortunately someone had to go and make starcraft and that that pretty well tipped that iceberg how do you I beat hope, it i hope this is a stale spot in the rts world and i hope that in like the next couple of years i'll look back on this uh podcast and just be like oh that was cute they thought the genre was dead i don't think that's gonna happen it has like some kind of miraculous revival yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> I, I hope this gets the adventure game revival that it so much deserves if you are interested in majesty absolutely pick it up 100 percent recommendation for yeah. me and I don't typically recommend the games that we Yeah, play. I know. <laughs> or you recommend them with caveats. And here, no. Just yeah. just pick this game up. It goes it's, on sale a lot, and it runs fine. At least for me, it runs fine on my modern system. Uh, so, yeah, there's just no reason not to give it a try if it sounds interesting even, to you. And even if it gives you conniptions about DirectX, it's still worth going through and fixing what's going on with it and trying it out Mm -hmm. like that little bit of heartache is worth it to get a play at this game 
it's that good. But anyway, um, now that we're <laughs> saying the high praises of this game, uh, do you guys have any other thoughts about it? Uh, I've I've basically said my piece. I just I love this thing. It's so good. Please play it. Just I don't know. And if you have fun emergent storytelling things that happen, like let us know what they are. Yes. Oh, I have to share the one that ha okay, so there's a mausoleum in the game where um you could have you can start a game if you're doing freestyle with a mausoleum that has high level heroes. And I didn't really understand how the mausoleum worked, so I was just like, cool, heroes, I'll just resurrect them all. And sometimes they just disappear. It seems like you should have like a home for them to go to, but that the disappearing wasn't as interesting. So in the first one I did, and then I tried it again and it happened again. But in the first one I did, there was a, a follower of Lunord in there, uh, like a level 14. And I resurrected him and he went immediately to the inn. And when you click on the inn and like other buildings that people can go into, you could see who's there and what's their, what they're doing. Like if they're resting or having a good time or buying health potions or something. And so I click on the inn and I look and it says that, what was his name? Like Lucius, like Dusk Rider or something. Lucius Dusk, Dusk Rider is sulking. <laughs> and and he just did that the whole game. Like he just was in the inn the whole time sulking. Every time I looked, he was still sulking until I built a temple of Lunord. And then he came out and was fine. It went and bought health potions and started patrolling the town. And it was the strangest thing. And then in another game, I did the same thing, wanting to see if it would happen again. And I resurrected another follower of Lunord. And he went, ran straight into a gazebo and started sulking. And just stayed there sulking. <laughs> and in this particular freestyle mission, there were lots of, like, waves of enemies that would come every once in a while. And so a rave of, like, a raid of, uh, like, a rave, a raid, a thing, a, a big a wave, whatever the hell they are, a group of ratmen... Uh, came and attacked, and one of them was attacking the gazebo. And so this this follower of Lunor jumps out and starts attacking the rat. And then he kills the rat man, and then he goes back into the gazebo, which is animated on fire because it's damaged. And so it has, like, fire, like, flickering on it. Like, it has this little animation for fire. And he goes right back into the burning gazebo and sulks. Yeah. It was the dedication <laughs> that this guy had <laughs> and then the other people that i resurrected they just disappeared i have no idea where they went like just... from my experiences they just kind of walk off the yeah edge i think the they map. just walk off the edge of the map it's like you see them and then you lose track of them and then they're gone it's like oh so ideally then if you have a mausoleum and you're going to resurrect people you should have a building like a home or a guild or whatever that they can go to so that they don't just wander the fuck off and you lose like x amount of lots of gold uh <laughs> or have or have one guy sulking in a gazebo that's on fire <laughs> like <laughs> yeah lunord has abandoned yeah, it... me just this is fine <laughs> yeah, this gazebo's good enough the yeah, temple is you in have... your heart, man. You don't need a place. What the heck? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right? You can live in the castle. I'll give you rooms in the castle. The castle's huge. <laughs> yeah. If you have stories like this, uh, reach out to us. We'd love to hear them. Yes. This being one of our favorite games. Yes. Absolutely. We'll share stories about it. Tell us your strange stories. We'd love to hear about them. Definitely. And if any of the developers of this game happen to be listening, 
which we want to interview. Oh, which yes, I'd love to talk to you. But also, just thank you for such a wonderful game. Like all your hard work, it has not gone unnoticed. It it still lives. So it is beloved. It is beloved, and rightly so. Mm-hmm. So so thank you if you happen to be listening. Yeah. Right. Well, on that note, we should probably. Uh tell people where they can reach us since we're like we need to talk to you or yeah tell us your stories yes, tell us that is a good tell point. us stories uh <laughs> yes absolutely uh you can find me on uh twitter and instagram and twitch.tv at lady Marowith. and uh you can find me uh rarely on twitter but occasionally um and mostly on instagram uh and rarely on youtube all at Tamakaze, and that's T-O-M-A-K-Z-E. Um, I'm most active on Instagram by far. Lots of car-related stuff. It would be hilarious if you got spammed with majesty responses, though. <laughs> oh my god, that would be that would be hysterical. <laughs> yeah, like, that would be totally worth it. Oh yeah. Uh, and uh, people can find me at uh, Twitter as J.C. Surhan. I am currently doing a side podcast project called, what did I call it? Adventure Mechanics. Side Quest. quest. <laughs> yeah, I called it Side Quest. When the way you about... name it is so simple, you can't remember it. Yep. Oh, man. <laughs> totally guilty of that. Um, but yeah, the, that's a, just a quick podcast about my trials and tribulations about game design. So... If you want to talk about that or majesty or anything else, really um, reach out to me and yeah. And on that note, this has been the adventure mechanics. I'm Chandler. I'm Devin. And I'm Tom. And show us your steel. (laughs) (laughs) And cursors. (laughs) You won't get my gold. We will talk to you guys later. (laughs) But I'm just a gnome.